Welcome to the Success System Podcast, the go-to podcast for actionable self-help information, where we provide proven success systems to help you fast-track your growth so you don't have to waste years of your life building a foundation. We believe that success is your birthright and that you are only one. In last week's episode, we talked about how to get unstuck in life, and we talked about the moves that you can make to get unstuck and start walking the path towards your own personal fulfillment. If you haven't already checked it out, we highly recommend you check that episode out. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the five hacks to dealing with social anxiety. If you are somebody who gets a little anxious um, with the idea of going into crowds, maybe you have some predictions of how you think the event will go. Perhaps you are somebody who gets sweaty hands or has heart palpitations, a rapid heart rate before an event. This episode is for you. Yeah, and I'll I'll add on some more to what Coach Sherry J. You know, I know for the most common social anxiety thing for mostly men, you know, is approach anxiety, approaching cute women, and you know, one of the biggest thing is your heart rate starts beating. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Oh man, I gotta, I want to go talk to her. I want to get her number, and then you know, you're like, oh man, there's someone talking to her. Okay, let me wait, and you start going through this cycle in your head where. You know, you start building the anticipation of you going to take action, but, you know, deep down all that energy inside of you, the anxious feeling, you make no decision to actually approach because like, oh, okay, there's, there's a next time because you didn't want to deal with the anxiousness. You didn't want to deal with people looking at you. You didn't want to deal with, you know, the, the triggers that are in that room that, are, that, that you have labeled as being anxious. And, and so, you know, going into into that little scenario and going with coach Sherry J is you want to get really, really want to define what, what is anxiety, right? Cause a lot of people use the label and the term, but not a lot of one, not a lot of people really understand what anxiety is. Anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, dread, and uneasiness typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Social anxiety is a feeling of warrior nervousness focused mainly on social interactions. And so we really want to take this moment in this episode to really describe social anxiety and, and anxiety in general, because I think they, they go hand in hand so that you have, we are clear what we're talking about. It's that feeling that we get inside that causes us not to take action on the things that we want in life. Without a doubt. And if you are someone who is new to really diving deep into whether you have social anxiety or you're just someone who has struggled with understanding why you may feel the way you feel, it's important that you understand that anxiety is a multi-layered feeling. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that there are anxiety impacts you in three different ways. The first way is the most common way, and that's the physiological way, and that's that real feeling in your gut. That's the butterflies flying out of formation, right? That's the palm sway. That's the heart rate really going crazy, Yeah. right? But if you've ever experienced anxiety, you know that anxiety is so much more than getting sweaty palms and weak knees when you're in a situation. 
because anxiety also includes the cognitive aspect. And if you don't know what I mean by that, think about it like this. Put yourself back into the last time that you were anxious in a social setting. And I want you to think about all of the pictures that you saw in your head based on the thoughts that you had. And that negative highlight reel that you were playing rent-free in your head is how anxiety can impact you cognitively, right? It's in you seeing those same negative images over and over and over again and really only focusing on the negative imminent results. And the last way that anxiety really tackles you is that it affects you in your behaviors, right? To go back to Coach Amadeus' example, the second you accepted in your mind when you were thinking about approaching that woman that I can't approach her, she she's too good for me, oh my God, she's a 10, I'm a three, I can't do this, I don't want to interrupt her, oh, I don't want to bother her, what do I say, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you have already conditioned yourself to not approach. And that is part of your anxiety. It is in the conditioned behaviors that you have been accustomed to taking, or in this case, not taking, based on how you feel and based on the pictures that you're seeing in your head. Yeah, and and just to kind of go and review all that, right? The first step was there's something in the environment that triggers you. Mm-hmm. You feel something physiologic, like in your physical body, right? And And then the next thing is, you start to logically look at that event. What's causing this? Now, depending on how you look at it, you can look at it, and this is where you know positive thinking and negative thinking really kicks in. You can look at it in a positive light or you can look at it in a negative light. But what I found is most common for most people is that we have the tendency to look at the negatives, right? Because the brain is trying to protect you from all imminent threats, no matter how real or imagined they may be. And the third one is like coach DT said is that you then based off of the trigger based on how you think about it then you take action based off all those things but usually it's instantaneous it's just a process that's happening to you but you don't realize it's happening it's kind of weird cuz you got to be aware of it you're aware of it but it's usually after the fact after the event you're like ah oh, I should have done this I should have done that And then you start to review, but nothing ever changes because when that event occurs again, you get back into that same cycle and that same loop. Anything you want to add, Coach Sherry J or Coach DT? Yeah. um, Well, I just want to maybe add on another example as to how women may experience social anxiety because you guys touched upon, you know, men approaching women, which absolutely is a very real event for you guys. But so for the female audience members who really can't resonate with that um, with that example, but, you know, there are women who do approach men, small, far and few in between. So I'm sure you guys can resonate with what the fellas have said. But for the women who don't approach men, I want you guys to think of social anxiety examples as if, you know, you're in a new environment and, you know, you're, you're, you have to make friends or maybe a friend of yours invited you to a group outing and so you're going to be interacting with a new group of women and you just don't know how it's going to go right you're questioning whether are they going to receive me well are they going to be mean girls oh my goodness um are they going to talk smack about me behind my back see all of those questions those that negative loop process that is what social anxiety 
is. Onto your you're saying, I, right? It's important to know that social anxiety comes in all different shapes or sizes, mm-hmm. right? It's it's but it's the same process that's happening. It's just different experiences. Mm-hmm. Just jump right into the hacks, right? Um, the number one thing is when you are experiencing those moments of nervousness, heart palpitations, your palms are getting sweaty, right? You have to have a level of awareness of what's happening to you, right? In the sense of, you know, we we talked about, you know, um, it's after the event that you realize that, oh, I should have said this or I should have done that. But you can actually stop what's happening in the moment if you pay attention to what's happening to your body and the things that you're saying to yourself, right? So if you're in, a, in an event and you feel like yourself, you feel like you're getting anxious and you feel your heart's pounding, right? More times than not, you can feel like that, dun, 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 dun. like you feel your heart racing. You can feel your palms are sweaty, right? Those are indications that, okay, something is causing a level of discomfort. And this is when I need to be alert and aware of what's going on so that I can interrupt the subconscious pattern that happens here. Do you guys want to add on to that? Yeah, I think you said something important there, right? Subconscious pattern, right? You guys have to understand the brain doesn't know what what the real world or how to interact the real world. We make that decision. We put the labels on on what is happening around us. And depending on what we say, it either caused us to, you know, I, I met this um, young lady who was talking about, um, you know, guys, uh, the fight and flight uh, our, our our system in our body, you know, she she broke it down to two four four different F's. It was fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, right? And how you interact with the triggers in in your environment. So in the social anxiety case, most of the time, most people either they, most of the people will freeze. They won't mm-hmm. do anything. They'll stop or they'll flee and run away from. Oh, let me just move myself in the environment. Oh, I don't ever want to put myself in that environment. I didn't. I couldn't deal with the emotional energy there, right? And and it's. It's helping. We want you guys. This is so important because you got to understand this is just how your body interacts with the world. Right. But you get to choose what labels that you put on what what excuse me, what labels that you put on in getting the positive outcomes that you want or getting the negative outcomes that you've always gotten. Does that all make sense to you guys? Absolutely. Right. I think it's also very important to the audience that you understand that in between that stimulus or that trigger that's telling you to react anxiously and your response to allow yourself to jump inwardly into your head to let your thoughts go crazy, there is a space. And inside that space is your choice. And inside of that choice is your freedom and your happiness because you don't have to be anxious, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to flee. You don't have to run away. You don't have to fight. You don't have to do any of them. Mm-hmm. You can relax, right? And that leads us to our next hack is once you're aware of these things and like Coach DT brought up, um, and guys, the book that he, that, that quote, he got it from Steve Covey, that yep. he's like, Seven yep. Habits of High Effective People. Um, it's understanding that we all get to choice. Mm-hmm. Nothing outside of us can determine our internal state. We get to choose that. That so many people believe that, oh, no, this is just me. This is how I act. No, this is your condition response to doing the same thing over and over again based on the triggers that you experience in your life. Absolutely right. And it's also understanding and knowing that in order for you to have an emotional response, there are things within your body that need to happen. One of the main things being 
that your muscles need to contract in order for you to have an emotional reaction. So one way to help you combat your anxiety is to teach yourself how to relax. And if you're unsure of what I mean how to relax, if you're unsure of what I mean when I say relax, then here is an exercise that is talked about in Psycho-Cybernetics, which is a book written by Dr. Richard Maltz, in which he talks about one of the things that you can do is to lay down on a bed or a couch wherever you are and to just imagine that you are waking up and your body is being encased in cement, right? No matter what you do, there's nothing you can do. Your arms are getting heavier. Your legs are getting heavier. Your chest is feeling like it is stuck to whatever surface you were laying on. And to just give into that paralysis, give into that inability to move. And the point of that exercise is to show you that no matter how relaxed you may think you are in any moment, you can always relax just a little bit more. And if you relax enough, you can actually feel yourself release that emotional tension that may not be serving you in a specific situation. Yeah. And, and just to go off of what you just said is like, I want to go two two ways, right? One way I want to ask you guys, um, you know, Coach Sherry J, how you deal with how do you get yourself relaxed? But also going off of what Coach DT said is like, you know, what if I'm in the environment and you're telling me relax on my bed? I don't got my bed nearby. Mm-hmm. It's understanding that you are training yourself to be able to take that same relaxation feeling because life is a feeling process and bring it to everyday environments and, and events that you go through. I, I think Dr. Joe Dispenza said, um, you know, if you feel off or your negative energy and, and, you know, you feel negative, you know, take a step, take a moment to remove yourself from everyone else. Five minutes, go to the bathroom, do whatever you got to do, recollect yourself, get your energy back and then interact back into the into the into the environment. But going off of that is like Coach Sherry J, how do you deal with uh, social anxiety or have you overcome it in your journey of um in that relaxation process yeah absolutely excuse me so for me to overcome my social anxiety i pretty much had to get out of my head right and the one way i knew best to get out of my head was to do these relaxation exercises right so for me if i was in an environment where i could step away from the group then i would like you said go to the bathroom And just really, I used to start with either breath work or being very intentional with my body. And so for the breath work, I would start taking deep breaths slowly, inhale, count to maybe one to five, exhale out, you know, telling myself some positive things like you got this, it's okay, relax, keep breathing until I felt like I was in a very relaxed state. In addition to that, I would also try to get my body to be relaxed. And so if you notice, if you're listening to this right now, you probably have your tongue stuck to the roof of your mouth. Your shoulders are probably perked up. You are sitting in a chair, very tensed up. And so your body's not relaxed. And so for me, my go-to was always my shoulders. If I felt like my shoulders weren't relaxed, I knew, okay, Sherry, you're not relaxed. And so it would be something simple, right? Where relax my shoulders, release them, let it flow, right? Relax my fingertips, relax my hands, just get my body to fully relax. Whatever tension I had, 
at the hips, my knees, let it go. Release any tension. And that right there allowed me to be able to really control the thoughts in my head, right? When, when I'm tense, my thoughts are tense, my words are tense. But when I'm relaxed, everything else is at ease. And so that's how I really overcame social anxiety. And I love you, you shared a lot of things there, right? Like really just making sure that you're relaxed throughout the day, right? And, and understanding that, you know, people think happiness is a destination when happiness is the way. You can be relaxed and happy at all times, 24-7. Because understanding, yo, problems come. It, it is human nature. It is part of the human life to deal with the problems. We're always going to have problems, right? And so putting too much emphasis on the problems is what really a lot of people's anxieties come from. I, I think uh, Tony Robbins said it perfectly, like, right, where your energy goes, where you're, where you're I know you say it perfect because your focus cousin. flows, your, your energy, energy goes. goes. Where your focus flows, your energy goes. And and that's important because if you're focusing on all the things that are having that emotional effect on you, right, that those triggers, the physiological responses, then your energy will only go to using that energy in some shape or form. It could be good. It could be bad. Only you know that. But most of us, if you're here, it's probably bad and you want to change that and you want to make a difference in that. I think one of the important things that you should be picking up on as we're having this conversation is that in the same way that you have essentially hypnotized yourself to think and to feel and to act, you have the ability to de-hypnotize yourself, which leads us to the third hack to dealing with social anxiety, and that is in the de-hypnotizing your body. Right, it's an understanding, as Coach Amadea said, life is a feeling process. Right, and in the same way you may have conditioned yourself to feel a certain way based on the labels that you've associated with certain feelings, you can dehypnotize yourself. Right, that is in the the meditation, that is in the breath work, that is in the relaxation, that is in the understanding that the labels that you created when you first had a feeling may not necessarily be the right labels for that feeling. Because maybe you just didn't have all of the tools and the underlying information to truly understand what was happening. And that's okay. But what's not okay is for you to ignore a mislabel that is negatively impacting your life. Yeah. And and just going off that, right? It's deciding between a victim mindset and a, and a like victor mindset is understanding that it's all in choice, right? I can choose to look at the positive or I can choose to look at the negative. I've met people like, oh my God, why are you so positive? Why are you so negative, right? And it's because they focus on negativity. I focus on positivity. And I'll, I'll be honest, negative energy has never served me in any positive way possible, right? And do I still do these things? Do I, you know, do I lash out? Do I get angry? Do I, am I perfect? No, guys, I'm not. I always work on myself to be more relaxed, to not take things personally. And, you know, that just makes life easier for me. The anxiety just kind of feels, it just flows away out of your body. And at some point you just stop thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And to add on just a little side note, you, you talked about negative and positive energies. If you ever notice, right, if you are a positive person and you're around negative people, you instantly feel that energy shift. Just like how negative people can feel that shift of energy when you come in with your positive, light, high frequency energy. And so just really be mindful of the things that you say to yourself and how you act out here because you're going to attract the very thing that you are speaking over your life.
Yeah, and and continue off what Coach DT says, right? And with the dehypnotizing your body, it's honestly it's these are the last three steps, right? To hypnotizing your body, but also dehypnotizing your mind, right? You've conditioned your mind to have these certain thoughts, and you know, let's be honest, I don't remember the exact number. I think it's about you get you get about sixty thousand thoughts a day, you know, and usually you're thinking about eighty percent of the same thoughts from the prior day. Right. So you have conditioned yourself to think about the same things over and over again. And so if you can change your your personality, right, and your personality is just your thoughts, accumulation from all your past experiences, then you can change your personal reality, like my boy Dr. Joe Dispenza says. Right. And so what I mean by that is when you are relaxing the body and relaxing your mind, relax the body to have no tenseness in your body, but you relax the mind to not think about all the thoughts that you thought about before, right? Think about what could possibly happen. Think about the positives that you can have in your life and stay focused on that and start to see the change. Right. But this is a and, you know, just going to be honest, it's a daily work, guys. You got to be working on that mental because it's only it's only daily work until you've conditioned a new thought and new body, a new way of feeling and a new way of thinking. Without a doubt, right? and in the dehypnotizing your mind, it's known that there are a number of things you can do to help you dehypnotize your mind. I know for myself personally, I use transcendental meditation a lot to help me de- dehypnotize my mind. And one of the things that I would do is I would put my body in state of relaxation, and I would just imagine myself sitting on a bench at a railroad crossing. And I would sit there and just imagine that there are no trains coming, and it's just me no one around, just nature, and I would just be present. And what I would do whenever I would get hit with a thought, because remember, the goal is to not think at all. But whenever I would have a thought, I would imagine the thought as a train passing by. So I would only let the thought sit for as long as the train passes by, and then I would bring myself back to that bench, knowing that the point is to be rooted and clear, having nothing on my mind for as long as possible, so that I can really allow myself to simply be present in the moment. And that leads us to our last um, hack. And I wouldn't even call it a hack. It's a result of doing everything else well, is that you're going to change and dehypnotize your actions and your behaviors, right? Because you're, you're so used to doing the same thing over and over again, you just do it without thinking. And so you have to big, break that pattern. Because you got to realize, like Coach T, if it's, if it's not, Coach T said, it's, if it doesn't serve you, um, then, you know, sorry, guys, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you can only, you can't do anything about it. You must change it, right? It's not going away because it's there, you're dealing with it, and you have to confront it. The only way is through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way I like to look at it, right, is um, think of it as your thoughts, right? Your thoughts are your proteins, the building blocks of your mind and your body, right? Your thoughts dictate the words that come out of your mouth, and the words out of your mouth dictate the actions and behaviors you take you do right and so if I'm thinking negatively I'm speaking negatively I'm going to continuously fall in that negative behavioral loop however on the other side if I am thinking positively and I'm speaking positively over my life my social anxiety and really commanding what I want in this life then my actions and behavior will follow suit because I am telling my body what to do, right? I am not nervous in this moment. I am excited. I'm excited to meet new people. And so just really be 
mindful of that, right? Sometimes we, we, we feel like we're not in control, right? And these things just happen and it's always going to be like this. But no, you have the power, the ability to stop stop it in its track stop the pattern and really take charge of how you interact in this world and as always guys i know we gave you a lot of information if you have questions or you're looking for points of clarification reach out to us we're here for you we're happy to provide you with resources we're happy to guide you on your own journeys and we're more than happy to talk to you about anything that you may be struggling to wrap your mind around if you don't know how to reach out to us you can reach out to us on Instagram at Success System Podcast, or you can reach out to any one of us individually. You can find me at on Instagram at I am Coach DT. That's D as in Dave, T as in Thomas. Or you can reach out to me on X, formerly known as Twitter. Got it right this time at DT Speaks underscore underscore. You can find me, Coach Amadeus, on IG A M A D E U S. Honestly, you can even email me. Alon France, that's my that's my government name. I don't really put that out there, but <laughs> B-A-L-A-N-F-R-A-N-T-Z at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling a little froggy, feel free to send me a text. My number is 781-535-9257. My goal is to be of service. And if I can help you in any shape or form, please don't hesitate to reach out. OMG, guys, don't miss on this opportunity. Coach Amadeus just put his number on the internet. But you can find me, guys, on Instagram at I am Sherry J. That is I A M S H E R R I J. As always, guys, this is the Set System Podcast. We are way too spicy, and we want you to know that your voice matters. Success is your birthright. And you are only one decision away. And with that being said, we will see you next time. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Peace. Stay frosty. Peace.